0: This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by
1: RetroGameTreasure.com
0: Get real retro games for the old school consoles
2: you love delivered to your door every month.
1: They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more.
2: Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list.
1: It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games use promo code Happy Hour and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen
3: his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game character, movie art, it's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce Studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com and that's www.joshbauerartist.com and you can find him on all his social media outlets including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events
1: like JB Designs Invades Tampa Bay Comic Con August 5th through August 7th and Claremont Comic Con November 20th. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's j b d e z i g n s .storeenvy.com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our happy hour listeners. If
3: you'll put in the promo code Deuces on the Loose, and that is spelled D U C E I S O N T H E L O O S E, you'll get 25 percent off prints posters, and mini prints. And if you see him on one of the upcoming events, tell him you're a Happy Hour podcast listener to receive something special. And don't forget to see our boy and our friend, Josh Bauer of JB Designs. And don't forget to tell
1: him that the... Happy, Happy hour, hour with Johnny, Johnny and Deuce, Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by...
3: AG Productions is an Orlando-based film and photo
1: company. They work with a lot of local cosplayers. Shooting their pictures against a green screen will allow the team to make the cosplayer into a real-life hero. AGE has done some charity work as well, working alongside Rock Pink
3: for breast cancer awareness
1: find them at a convention and you'll be able to rent out one of the talented photographers to take some awesome high def pictures of
3: you and your family.
1: Not a cosplayer,
3: that's okay too. AG can take you and your family and put them anywhere you want to be. Also, AG Productions does weddings, graduations, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs, you name it and you need a photo crew, AG can do it.
1: Also, Don't miss out their newest film short, The Corridor. Find The Corridor on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Corridor Film. Also, go to Agent's website at www.agiatt.com to learn more about them and give them a like on Facebook. And don't forget forget to to tell tell them that that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. you.
3: Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is another amazing episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And uh, I first want to say that just like Han, we never ride solo. Uh, I am solo tonight because I don't have my main man, Johnny, but I got some very, very special guests with us. So I'm going to let you guys all go around the room and introduce yourself, starting with Ness.
2: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Artificial Ness, in the building.
3: <laughs> Larry, I'll let you go next. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: What's going on? Blair himself. And my man, Bombay.
0: Bombay Customs, repping for the 407 by way of the 954.
3: That is what I'm talking about right there. And my <laughs> Whatever
0: those numbers mean. <laughs>
3: and my friends, if you do not know, besides being three of the classiest gentlemen I know, these three gentlemen are a part of what we call the Renaissance Nerds, which is a, a group of artists, a collective, if you will, that has taken the art world by storm. Uh, we uh, In an earlier podcast with Ness, we called him like Voltron. Uh, I, I like the, uh, the NWO, D-Generation yeah. X analogy. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all stars in their own right. You got world heavyweight champions. You got tag team champions. You got intercontinental champions. But when the squad rolls on you together, ooh, hey. you better watch <laughs> out. So... <laughs> And speaking of things you better watch out for, it is a Friday night here at Casa – well, not Casa de Deuce. I'm at Casa de Johnny's, and I need another beer. So we're going to start this joker with a deuce salute. <laughs> yes. ah, that is what I'm talking about right there for Friday. Well, I'm got, not,
4: i on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I guess the first question I wanted to throw out there to you guys was – how did you guys, as a group, get started? Like, how did you all find your other, each other, and kind of form the Renaissance Nerds?
2: Let's see. Uh, well, I, I usually am the one that tells the story, so Larry, man, let, let him know, man. Tell, tell him, tell a little bit about how we, how we found each other.
4: <laughs> all right. So I'm going to try to tell this as colorfully as possible, if that is a word. Um, but so, a couple years ago, uh, I stumbled into Ocala Comic Con and uh, I just start walking down the aisle and I I see some dope artwork and I'm like what is that and it spoke to me it was that is gonna be mine and it was a Heisenberg blue uh, painting that Ness did and that was basically my first encounter with him Uh, and I was with a friend and he told me to show Ness some of my some of my artwork and uh, just kind of immediately, uh, since that day, uh, Ness was really supportive about my artwork and, and kind of pushing me to go ahead and uh, like start the cons after I told him that that was always a, uh, a dream of mine. Um, so, you know, fast forward, a year passes by of me working on it, and uh, I have a table, and so does Ness. And then there's a, a table right next, them. Right next to him is is actually Bombay. So uh, I kind of was following Bombay on Instagram actually. Uh, so I don't know if I told you this, Paul, but I was following you on Instagram. Before I hadn't met you. So you know, cats out of the bag on that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, but well, it, well, actually, let me just interject because I knew
0: because actually EJ used to tell me about you. And he used to be like, yo, man, this dude named Larry himself. Like, he's got some dope stuff. Like, and he was, like, he told me about you when you were just, like, getting into, like, just really, like, doing artwork and stuff like that as far as, like, your digital prints and stuff. So, yeah, man, I was following you, too, eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh,
2: that we, were
4: was, all,
0: we were all that together. Was,
2: yeah.
4: That was our first encounter was at that con, and, um, we, we actually all took a photo, um, it was uh, me, Paul, EJ, and um, Gamma, we actually all took a, a photo uh, there, and we were joking around at first, you know, like, like, squad, and coming up with names, and then uh, the conversation started to get really serious. Uh, we would talk, we, we, we sat down, we had a whole bunch of names that we were put together, and um, I, I don't know if anybody else remembers some of them, but some of the ones I remember were uh, The Cool Kids. Um, <laughs> <it> was a, <laughs> uh, Kids. It was like, we did a bunch of them. We had a whole bunch of names mapped out. I don't know if anybody remembers some of them. But we, we took a vote on some of them. Uh, and then The Renaissance Nerds uh, was the one that kind of uh, resonated with all of us. The, the meaning behind what we wanted to do with it um, was was a big reason why we ended up going with Renaissance Nerds and uh, the logo and just everything that that They out, out really well. Like we, we just kind of it, it, it was a friendship that kind of formed all of this basically and and yeah, it's it just been moving ever since.
3: Well, I think that's yeah. what the interesting thing is when I see you guys out doing events together and and things like that. Like, you could see that there's a brotherhood there and there's a bond there. So it's not like, hey, let's the three of us get together because we can make more money and sell more stuff. It's like there's a mutual respect and love of the art and of each other, and you can't fake that. Like, I mean, you can say what you want, but you can't fake that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. like like if anybody's ever watched any of the youtube videos um, everything that happens is real like a lot of i give paul a lot of credit cuz he manages to capture just about everything that we we were doing at the con and then puts it together really nicely and it, it it actually shows like none of it is scripted everything we're talking about we're joking around all of it is just kind of organic like they're all kind of enjoying it and having fun. We almost encourage people to come and seek us out, like have fun with us. We we have dance breaks in between paintings. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's overall like yeah. an experience we want
2: to deliver to people. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think the first time for me personally, and we've been doing this now for about a solid year, but the first time that I really felt like the renaissance nerds were like on all cylinders the con was moving everything was diving it was ocala comic-con this year i mean we legit had people ooh, you know dancing and, and having a good time i felt like ultimately that's what we really want is to just kind of promote almost like this this really cool fun loving party atmosphere to let everybody know hey we We're all here together under the same roof. Let's have fun because, you know, I I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, and we talked about this before the shows, you know, started to air the night, but the cons are changing. There's a lot of things that are happening within cons that are really taking away um, a lot of those genuine experiences that people can feel. And And I personally feel that the Renaissance nerds Maybe us knowing or without us knowing, like I said before, for me, Ocala, Comic Con, Ocala uh, Con this year was what it should be. You know, people dancing, partying, having a great time, being around the booth, interacting with us, interacting with each other, having photo shoots right in, in front of our booth. I mean, and, and that's what it's all about, man. And um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting.
3: No, I agree, man. Preach, because I think you hit the nail right on the head. And that's something, I mean, uh, we're bringing it up, so we might as well just get just jump on in it and get in the nuts and bolts of it. It was something I asked you guys in the pre-show meeting, and I'm going to ask it to you now again with all you guys here with me now. Um, I definitely I want to hear your thoughts about cons because I'm right there with you. I think that there is a change in the air, and I haven't exactly decided how I feel about it. Um, because we've had other artists on our shows and I have artist friends of mine uh, on Facebook whose names I won't name. But they've said, you know, some of these bigger cons like your mega cons, your super cons, your, you know, Tampa Bay comic cons. They're, they're like, well, we're not making the money we used to make. Um, the atmosphere's changed. And I mean, you guys live it. This is your life. This is what you do. So I kind of want to hear straight from the horse's mouth what your opinion is on kind of like the change and the things that are going on
4: all right uh, well the two things that I would say is the biggest influences right now that's that's changing cons um, one of them is the internet um, social media and the ability to to essentially be in one more than one place at a time oh. um, you know so the fact that the fact that you know, one of my followers might buy a print or a painting um, from me online and might see me at a con, but they already bought stuff from me online so they know that they can buy stuff from me online. It's almost like um, that That kind of changes things because a lot of times what we see is like, oh, the website, um, can I get a card? And stuff like that will happen where it's like um, a lot of the, the – and this leads into my second point that's changing cons would be um, – before, in my opinion, when I used to think about comics when I was younger, um, it, it, for the lack of a better term, you know, there were nerds. Just everyone there was a nerd. You you could go and know that you're going to bump into somebody else who's also part of the fandom that you're in, or reads the comic that you read, and it's, it's a good time. But now, because of the popularity with movies, in my opinion, um, it it's becoming oversaturated in a sense where um, you have casual fans and then you have people that, that saw the movie and, mm. you know, for something to do on the weekend, which is not a bad thing. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm discouraging those people from going. It's just that because of all these factors, I mean, you know, a con might get 10,000 people walk through the door, um, but maybe only 2,000 of them are actually with the intent to buy, Yeah, you know? else might stumble across something that's going to catch their eye and buy something. Um, Others have have the thought of going to buy stuff, but it's just, um, even with the number of people that are showing up, uh, I I guess it doesn't factor in who's there to buy, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah.
0: Paul? My bad. Yeah, no, just ditto. Well, I kind of, like, What Larry is saying, it's like, I agree with what he's saying as far as like, you do have a lot more, I feel like you got a lot more people that are coming in who like just became fans of the content, you know, but I don't think that's a problem necessarily because it's like that shows that it's, you know, it's expanding and it's almost like cool to like this stuff. Like, it's not like, like, you know, back in the day, if you like comics and stuff, that was kind of like, you know, a fringe thing, you know? it wasn't like <laughs> you weren't you weren't like the in crowd if you were sitting around reading comics, you know what I'm saying, or like into that stuff. So, um now that it's kind of like hitting the mainstream and it's kind of more accepted, you know, I think that's definitely so I don't have a problem with that necessarily because even if new people are showing up, they might have a new attachment to, you know, like, even if they have, like, a new attachment to something that's more so mainstream, like, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Because, it's like, you know, maybe you're just finding out about this the first time, and I'm just like, hey, that's fine. I think the thing that's really killing um, the cons, though, is the fact that everybody kind of has that, like, you know, oh, well, you know, cons are hot right now, so let me do my con. So you got, like, a con every other day yep. or every other weekend. So the thing is, like, as fans, honestly, like, if you're a real fan and you're, like, going out to all these cons and you go to, like, four cons in, you know, if you go to four cons in a month, like, realistically, not everybody has a type of budget to be buying stuff, like, every weekend they go out, you know? So it's – so I think that that more so has something to do with it. And then also, I think the – the people, like, you know, when you throw an event, you have to promote it, you know? And yes. I think the other the other thing is that, like, a lot of these, a lot of people, I think, are just kind of going off of, oh, well, you know, this is popular right now. This is hot right now. So as long as we throw, like, you know, Comic-Con at the end of it, they people will show up. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, you still... Like people will show up because it's kind of like a big thing that has a growing audience right now. But if you don't still do your due diligence of actually promoting the event, nobody's gonna show up, or you're not gonna have the you're not gonna have the turnout that you expected. So, um, I think it it boils down to people just being either people just being you know greedy, just thinking that they can just throw like a con just because somebody else is throwing a con. And then also people being lazy thinking that they can just, if they throw Comic-Con at the end of something, everybody and their mom is going to show up, you know, to the event and then, and not even like promotion, but it's like, I'm going to throw a Comic-Con that literally has nothing to do at it. You know, which, which like I've been, I've been to some places and I was like, I've been to certain, you know, events like certain Comic-Cons and stuff like that. And you know, I'm not going to say any names, but, like, realistically, if I would have paid to go there, I'd have been mad because there's nothing to do there, man. Like, it's, it's like it's like you show up and stare at the other people <laughs> that are walking around with nothing to do. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's only so much of that you can do before people get tired of it, you know?
3: No, and, so, I, and I agree 110%, and that's the thing because, you know w- – me and and you guys work on two different sides of the con. Like, you guys work on the side of the con and you're buying a table and then you're selling your merchandise. We work on the side of the con of we want to help you promote your con and talk to your guest and make connections for the show. Um, But it's interesting because, yes, I mean, I've had to work with con promoters just like you guys have. And, you know, some of them, some of them know what they're doing and they get it. And then there's some of them that are like, you really don't know what you're doing, do you? Like you, you know what I mean. Like they don't. They, I. Th- they, it's like you guys said. Like they're like Comic Con's really popular right now. Let's have a comic book convention for no good reason other than to do it.
2: You know, I, I was. You know, and, and my thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try my best. Um, you know, not to not to name drop a lot. Yeah. Um, especially some of these local ones. Um, just because this is actually. This is actually a hot button for me. Okay. So I actually think that I can actually, you know, myself do a whole show on this because I, I talk to the nerds a lot about this. I talk to, you know, my closer – I talk to my team about this a lot because we we do these shows, and a lot of times, you know, and I'm only going to speak for myself. So I leave these shows, and there's there's almost like an emptiness. It's almost like, okay, thanks for playing We took your money. Sayonara, you know, almost, almost absolutely. No. I want to say, I'm going to use the word courtesy, courtesy for the artist. You know, um, I do believe there's a respect factor for the artist, but I don't think there's a courtesy factor. And I mean, we, even when you start getting into like the nuances, like, you know, um, how many people you need to help you at your booth and and paying for extra wristbands, paying for parking, um, You know, all those little nuances. But really, for me, I think what's happening is that, you know, kind of segue off of what you were talking about in regards to people are just throwing these cons together. I really believe that there's a flow to these things. And I'm just going to, I mean, I can, I guess for the the bigger ones, it's it's a little, I can name drop because, you know, they're just really big, you know. And it's like, okay, so for a mega con, for example.
3: Okay.
2: I believe mega con can be successful in the right that they kind of take the time to understand the flow of a con, how people walk in and out of a con when they come in, when they go look at artists, when they go to exhibitors, when they go take their photo shoots uh, with the celebrities. I kind of feel like Megacon has a good handle on the flow, like the flow of traffic. Yeah. Um, they help you out with huge banners on the ceiling that tell you the number, like the actual number of the aisle. I'm going to go ahead and share. I I did Supercon this year. Supercon was kind of interesting because people, like, honestly didn't kind of know where things were. were. There were no signs in the ceiling. You know, everybody was just kind of to and fro. And the flow of traffic at Supercon was almost like a perimeter flow. So, like, people were walking around the con, but there were legitimate exhibitors and artists in the middle of the con that might have not even gotten touched. And to me, that's all about the flow. You got to know what artists and what, what kind of people to put where to understand, hey, let's, let's give it a nice little flow so that we don't chunk all of them together. That's another thing that I really didn't like about Megacon. They switched it up. They put all the anime together. They put all the toys together. They kind of created these sections, and people were like, okay, well, I'm only here for toys, so I'm going to go to the toy aisle. And I'm not going to check anything else out. So the probability and the opportunity for other people to get showcased was was really small. But you know, I mean, I'll be honest. Like I'll stop here because it really is a hot button for me because I do feel that a lot of these cons are becoming like a a particular equation, and they're just kind of, you know, a lot of other people are like, oh, I could throw a convention. Is this particular equation? We're going to rent out a Holiday Inn. We're going to rent out, you know, a Crown Plaza or a Ramada hotel. We're gonna charge artists and exhibitors $125 a pop for a table, yeah. then we're gonna throw everybody in there, and we're gonna call it International Drive Comic Con. You know, yeah. like, this kind of gets to a point where it, you cannot do that. It's not fair to the It's not fair to the artists, the exhibitors, and it's not fair to the people you're bringing because like Paul was sharing and like I'm gonna share, okay, cool, so you get through walking walk in, inside of this box. What are they going to do when they step inside of this box? I just came back from one from Jacksonville. I'll just say the city. I'm not even going to say the name of the con. People literally came into the exhibitor hall, walked around for a second, and every single person went to the game room. Like, it was really weird. Um, And I'm like, okay, the thing is is to understand your crowd. If your crowd is only here to play table games – hey, I got all love and respect for people that play table games, but just call it a table game night. Don't call it a Comic-Con when nobody's even really interacting with artists and exhibitors or celebrities. Everybody went to the game room, and I'm talking like a couple hundred people. It was really crazy. And I'm not going to throw the name of the con out there, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it was just really crazy.
3: yeah Just to, because I kind of want to expound on what you're saying, because what you're saying is like they put all of you in this one room – all all you exhibitors, and then they're going to the room with, like, the video games and the tabletop games and all that stuff because that's what they came to do. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. It's like, if that's what you're going to do, do that. Like, there's a a con coming up pretty soon, and we're actually lucky. We're going to be a part of it. It, HMGS South does in Orlando. It's called Huracan. And basically, it's a miniatures tournament. So it's all, like, tabletop miniature gaming. But that's all they do. So you kind of know going in, hey, it's going to be all about miniatures. Now, they do have an exhibitor room where I think people sell stuff that's miniatures. But, I mean, they're not going to have somebody there selling, like, prints like you guys do because it's a historical gaming convention and a an RPG convention and a sci-fi convention or sci-fi table gaming convention. So if you were like, hey, I want to be at this con, they'd probably be like, I don't think this is for you buddy, you know, and and not in a rude way, but so you didn't waste your money because that's another thing too. It you're not just paying for the table, you got to pay for the hotel room, you got to pay for food, you got to pay for gas, and the most important thing is your time because that's something you ain't getting back. Um and it's, you know, and some of the cons they don't, you know, You're exactly right. I I think that they advertise and maybe they try to uh, be too much of a a jack of all trades, if you will. And then also, you know, if just because somebody gets the idea of, oh, I want to run a Comic-Con and they decide to rent out the VFW or the Elks Lodge or something, you know, you can't just throw 50 tables in a room and say it's a con. Like, you kind of got to have your shit together and kind of know what you're doing. Yep. Well, uh, Bomb, you're good. No, Bombay. I was going to ask you your thoughts on it next because who else's thoughts have we not gotten on this? Because, man, I, I want to get deep and dirty and, and knuckle deep in, in this con thing because, like you said, the game's changing, man. Like the monster is becoming completely different.
2: Paul, do you yeah. Mind, you mind talking? It well, I don't. I Go ahead, say, man. Wanted to talk uh, a little bit about what we've talked about. With the YouTubers you watch and about superhero team, good grief. Yeah,
0: man, I was in there. Oh gosh. Hello. Hey. My bad, man. I'm sorry. I
3: got got cut off. I um. I'm back though. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go ahead, Ness. What were you saying? No, um,
2: I was just going to ask – I was going to ask uh, – what's up? Oh, that's actually Fuego in there. He's an amazing person, uh, the sitting next to uh, Bombay Customs. Oh, nice, but nice. I was going to ask Bombay um, if he didn't mind expounding on some of the YouTube channels he watches because they have been talking a lot about superhero fatigue and the amount of movies and superhero um, imagery that's been kind of coming out and yeah.
3: oversaturated
0: the market. Yeah. Well, yeah, man My bad, you can hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you Yeah, sorry about that, I have myself muted But, um, yeah Basically, um You know, one uh, I guess one newscast That I follow up, like, often is uh, Collider Heroes And they, you know, they go out to A bunch of these different cons and stuff like that But they also do movie reviews And what they more so follow the Trends of is just, like how much these various, like, comic book-themed movies are making. And the thing is, they're saying, um, as far as, like, Civil War goes and even Batman versus Superman, like, the way that they affect each other going movie to movie, it's almost like you kind of – you don't see the same type of – it's it's like you don't see the same type of, like, uh, profit that you – it's not really it's not really that bad yet, but they've seen like a slight dip in the um they've seen just a slight dip as far as like, you know, the drop off from week to week. And the thing they keep speculating on is like when are people gonna get tired of seeing a superhero movie like every you know, every three months, you know? Yeah. And the thing is like I feel like you you take that same principle and you apply it to Uh, you apply it to a Comic Con or because basically what happened was like when I say like when Avengers came out that's when you were like in the height of it everybody was like oh my gosh I gotta get my hands on something you know and you kind of had like all these not only like new fans but you had like reinvigorated like old fans and the thing is like when people see that it just becomes a thing where it's like I gotta get in here and I gotta just kind of make a buck you know Because one thing that we didn't talk about, you know, but uh, even when you go to like the first, I remember the first con that I did, I showed up and I was like, you know, I'm gonna do stuff on wood and I'm gonna show up with like long boards because that's something different. And I don't see a lot of people doing that. Mm -hmm. And the first thing, the first thing EJ told me was like, yo, man, watch, like, as soon as you come out here, there's going to be somebody out here doing the same thing that you're doing the next time you show up. And that wasn't that wasn't a lie, <laughs> you know, like, cause I don't find it to be any coincidence that it's like I showed up, you know, with the 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 medium that I kind of do is like I do like wood burning and I do like some wheat pasting, and I understand like I didn't invent that, you know, but the thing is like especially in Florida you show up to the same conventions and you see the same people. So I don't find it to be any coincidence that it's like I see some people who didn't have, like, anything wood on their table, you know. All of a sudden, that's, like, being added to their, you know, their stuff that they kind of do, you know. And I think that's part of the – I think that's the other thing, man, is, like, the atmosphere is more so just, like, I'm trying to – it's more so just, like, money by any means. And it's, like, copying other – People, if I have to, and then even from the people doing the cons, where it's just like, all right, well, I know we had three cons in my city this month, but I'm gonna throw mine this month anyway, you know. Yep. Um, and just even what EJ was saying, like not, you know, not like having the courtesy of even like throwing a good event for the people who are actually showing up and helping you to pay the bill for this show that you're th- you're throwing, you know, yeah. because um, you know that that gets that gets disappointing honestly, you know so um like for us, you know just showing up as the you know as the Renaissance nerds and even what going back to what EJ was saying before, I like what we do because I feel like we provide not only the art but now we kind of provide some sort of entertainment factor with doing the live painting, you know so and I feel like I feel like you can really, even if you were kind of doing, I feel like if you did cons and made them to where it's like, you just had, you didn't even focus on so much getting, um, so much even getting vendors, but you paid for people who actually show up and have something that's kind of like an entertainment factor to what they do. Like, you know, I feel like that would be a good con because you could even like schedule these things like, you know, back to back around your panels. And yeah. then that way, the people who are showing up, you know, would actually have something to do because at these cons where people have nothing to do, what they kinda do is they just they walk around for a little bit and they're just like, well, nothing else is going on and I'm, I'm out of here. You know, like yeah, sure. so um and it's it you know, it's it's really just like telltale signs of like a person just put this together just trying to make a quick buck because even so it's like sometimes you even go into like the um the, uh, the forum, are they called forums? The panels? It's not called a forum. Yes, the panels. the panels. You go into the panels, and yeah, the panels. Yeah. You go into the panels and it's like, sometimes you can't even hear the person who's, like, talking, you know? And I'm, like, I'm just, like, whoever set this up clearly just wasn't, you know, thinking about, like, the atmosphere that this is gonna be in. No. So, um, not but, yeah, no. I strayed away from my
4: uh, but go ahead, yeah. No, no but
3: no, – the- oh, go ahead, Larry. I'm sorry.
4: No, no, the only thing I was going to add on to what you are saying is, like, the other thing that I've seen is when um, when there'll be, like, an event that everybody wants to do. For instance, there'll be, like, karaoke. People love karaoke. They're watching <laughs> their – they're basically watching cosplayers do karaoke. So, you know, in turn, simplified even more. You're watching your favorite characters sing and dance, you know. And – um. So far, every time I've seen the karaoke room, it always gets down to two songs, and then they go, I'm sorry, guys, they only gave us X amount of time in the room. They said we had an hour, but they say we have to get out of the room now.
3: Yeah, no, and I understand that, and actually, it kind of brings me to a a point I I wanted to say about what Bombay was saying is uh, one of our good friends, friend of the show, Sean Serdinsky, Sci-Fi Bartow, which you guys were at, like... He does such a good job at his con about constantly having things going on to do. Like, he's got one area with panels, and then he's got a main stage where he had, like, you guys doing art. Or have a costume contest. Or he does uh, the karaoke with the cosplayers. Like, it, there's something going on 24-7 to keep you staying there so you don't leave. And that that con I love because it's a different animal. Oh, go ahead. No, no,
0: I just – I'm sorry, man. I just – because, yeah, I did want to just brag on him for a second, man, because, honestly, like, we showed up to Bartow, and we were not expecting it to be that good. Like, just – and that's uh, just keeping it 100 with you. Like, Barto, yeah, Barto defied our expectations, and just, like, a lot of the stuff that he was doing, you can tell that he's been doing that for a while. Like, you can tell he thinks about – you know, he thought about what he was doing because even, even just stuff as simple as, like, you have the person who's hosting it walking around and constantly like you know like reminding people what is going on you know and then also the host was the host that you got is actually engaging it's not just like a volunteer from somewhere you know um and then it's like you said he he really they lined up their events and they were actually like you know sticking to the schedule that they had so um yeah man like Yeah, just that. Just wanted to brag on him for a little bit, man. He did a great job. No, man, and
3: I appreciate it, and and I'm sure he's going to love to hear it because, I mean, I'm very lucky enough to not just say that he's a, a sponsor on our show and we do his event every year, but I'm very lucky enough to call him one of my friends, him and his wife, Lori um, who are just amazing people and yeah, the the amount of love like he puts into that con like you guys don't know. Like as soon as that con's done, he takes Sunday off to rest and then Monday, he's playing a next year's. And if next year's ain't bigger than the year before, he ain't doing it. Like he's like, Well, if last year we had a bounce house, this year we're gonna have two bounce houses. Like, he just keeps it pushing. Like he never he never gives up and he never stops the hustle, which it makes me so proud of him. And you know, he fights so hard for that con. And you're right, like in in just keeping it a hundred. Like I feel you because you know you guys are from out of town. Bartow's kind of a small city. Yes, for Polk County, it's our it's our our you know I think our our head seat in Polk County and our Polk, our. Uh, courthouses there and uh, and a bunch of other things but like if you're not local to Polk County you wouldn't know really anything about Bartow um so like coming from a place like Orlando and it, I, it had to be a big dice roll for you guys so no I, t- I totally get that
2: yeah I, I kind of wanted to uh to brag on that one too a little bit just because you know it when we pulled into the city I had never been to that city before and, and it is very small you know and it's very chill yeah but when I tell you that whole city came out like the streets were filled with people and you know and there's just there's so many things but I'm just gonna just kind of try to say it as fast as I can because everything from the hosting um, he was constantly walking around with the microphone in hand I mean he was like legitimately in people's booths saying what's up to people letting people know on the speakers what's going on there's so many conventions. Once again, that whole big box concept. We're gonna throw everybody in a box, and we're just gonna let them fend for themselves. And the host isn't saying anything. The host isn't sharing with anybody what anybody's doing. But no, at Barto, it wasn't the case. Um, you know, just even you know, there's been so many times where we're like, hey, we we kind of we need this adjusted or that adjusted. A lot of these cons are getting to the point where maybe they feel they're getting so big that they can't help. They can't help you with those things anymore. And that's what I'm talking about, that courtesy. And there was just a, a lot of moments where Barto really stepped up to the plate, and they were super courteous. Um, we needed to kind of move our, our arrangement a little bit. He allowed yeah. us to kind of switch our spot. You know, no questions asked. He would come by, are you guys okay? It just top-notch, just a top-notch convention. And my prayer for that con is that it keeps blowing up and people that are not even from Bartow come because the whole city comes out to that. I'm just going to be real.
3: They do. They, no, they do, and I want to say thank you for that, and I know he would tell you personally thank you for that. And also, guys, just look it up. You can Google it, Sci-Fi Barto. You look up Sci-Fi Barto on Facebook, it's there, because he's looking for sponsors for this year now um, and looking for people that, like, want to be a part of it. So you definitely want to, like, start trying to get on board with that now because, I mean, they do such an amazing job, and, and God bless her, his lovely wife, uh, Lori, she was walking around to each booth, like, giving people water. She was like, Hey, here you go. I know it's hot. like you know they're just so professional, such a class act and it's it's just it's I, I say it every year and I and I, I and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. It is my favorite show we do every year because I have so much fun. They take such good care of us. And it's like you said yourself, there's that level of respect and courtesy there that when you go to these bigger cons isn't there because let, let, like like your buddy said, let's keep it hundred. These bigger cons could give two shits if we show up. Like, if if I'm there or not, they're like, we don't care. And trust me, because I've talked to them. Like, hey, let's, we'll do some ads on the show for, you know, a table. And they're like, no. I'm like, well, what do you mean no? We're going to help you get the word out. You know, we've got a lot of fans, got a lot of listeners. So like, well, if you want to buy a table, we're cool with that. But we're no, we're not going to trade ads for a table. And I'm like, well. That just seems ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Like we both win. Yes, you are out of table, but you're getting ads. So, you know, because they've gotten to the point where they're so big, they just don't give a shit. It's like, whatever, man, you're either gonna come or not. Doesn't matter to me. I'm still gonna make my money.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's definitely getting interesting out there. Um one thing that I will say is is, you know, that I that I that I personally just want to share. Um, to anybody that's throwing a con, because, you know, of course, when you're starting off, un- unless you take out a big old look, you know, I-, I get it. Your first two, three, four years, you know, you might not be able to get, you know, a-, a nice actor or actress or voice actor or, you know, cartoon animator or, or you know, producer of a particular show on Cartoon Network. I get it. But what you can bring to the table is an utmost respect and courtesy to the people that are coming to your con and trying to figure out each and every way i'm going to be honest with you okay you can go to walmart okay and get a 24 pack of water for five dollars put that bad boy in a refrigerator at the ramada or wherever and have one of your volunteers if you don't have volunteers you yourself as a director of the con go and give at least a bottle, bottle of water to each person at the table you know because it just it gets to a point it just kind of gets to a point where people say, "Hey, you know, do these guys even care about me? Like, is this what's really going on here? Is this this big concept that we're talking about, or we're just gonna throw a whole bunch of people inside of a box, and all those people paid to be inside of the box? We're gonna allow them to fend for themselves. And that's honestly for me, you know, I'm just gonna stand up for myself and say, I, I really don't want to do any more big, but big box cons like that." Because you know what? At the end of the day, what is it really about? Because for me, as an artist, for me as a, a, a human being, for me as a person that you know really enjoys to entertain people, I want to. I want to be in, a, in the midst of something that's going to be fun, loving, awesome, you know, caring, ambitious, and you could be all those things without being almost ruthless and all about the money, all about the Benjamins. And a lot of these cons, they're starting off small. But I'll tell you what: some of these smaller cons that are turning into bigger cons, and I'm not going to name any names, they're already starting to get a little too big for their britches. And I'm not going to name yeah. any names, but let's just say we. I'm going to talk for myself. I have had my fair share of particular uncomfortable conversations, knowing that I've known particular people for a long time. And now certain cons are kind of getting a little too big for themselves, and they're thinking that they're on this other realm where they can just treat people any kind of way. So, I mean, I'm just going to... Yeah. Myself and say, I pray that any of those conventions, if you're doing that to people, please, by all means, share courtesy and respect and honor the people, both the exhibitor, artist, celebrity, and guests that are coming into your con. Honor them, because I don't feel like that's happening anymore. Not in a lot of these. Not in a lot.
3: Yeah, and guys, I, and I, and I hate to do this to you. Uh, we're going to have to kind of wrap it up because we got some things going on here at the house we're going to have to attend to. Uh, so I apologize to you guys. I want to say, number one, thank you, thank you for uh, uh, coming on the show, being on the show, and number one, we definitely need to do this again sometime soon. Uh, we're, we could definitely have more time. Uh, and thank you for taking time out of your busy Friday night to come on with us. Uh, that means a lot. So I'm going to go down the line. I want you guys to get all your plugs in. Uh, Bombay, we'll go ahead and start with you.
0: Yes, my name, uh, Bombay Customs, that is bomb, and then the word bay, that's with three Bs, so it's three Bs, bomb, the word bomb, and then bay, and then customs, that's my, you can find me on like, Instagram, that's my website, and then also, uh, you know, the Renaissance Nerds, at the Renaissance Nerds, that's all of us, and make sure you check out our YouTube channel, man, show our YouTube channel some love, Um, we got... That's where all the hilarious shenanigans go down and where we kind of try to like capture just like, you know, the, you know, the fun of being at the con. So, you know, make sure, make sure you go check us out there.
3: All right, Larry, go ahead and give me all your plugs, brother.
4: All right. All right. So <laughs> at Larry himself. Uh, Larry Hemsworth. Same thing. You know. <laughs> late, late, Mr. Late, up, Larry. <laughs> Ladies of Larry. <laughs> um, if y'all want to know what that reference is to, you have to check out our YouTube channel. <laughs> I'll say I can't help myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, uh, Larry himself is my, uh, that's my, what I go by. Uh, that's also my Instagram, my Twitter, that. admittingly, uh so just follow me on there too don't forget the renaissance nerds i'm gonna I'm a plug our youtube channel as well just because uh it's very important we want you guys to watch these like uh they're they're very entertaining like i i feel very proud of every video that comes out every single time so shout out to paul because he's uh he's amazing behind the uh the computer me. um and then just a, a a minor plug of course is uh my uh, Larry in progress. Um, mm-hmm. I went out yourself. I, I don't want to get into that. It's a different conversation. But Larry in progress. Definitely, definitely check that one out. Um, and then uh, yeah. So let's see.
2: It's it's your boy at official nest. Official nest is uh, pretty much everything. It's the Facebook. It's the Twitter. It's the Instagram. I'm not. I actually have a Snapchat, but I'm not active on it at all. I'm um, <laughs> later, uh, but everything is at official nest. I got a couple hashtags out there nest art, um, then hashtag game time. I love to use that one. One more time, gonna go ahead and plug Chef the Mando. Renaissance Nerds, uh, in Instagram. Check that out. The Renaissance Nerds Facebook page hashtag carpe nerdem, hashtag all day um also want to do a plug for our management team uh renaissance at renaissance road management miss Dan- danny wagner holding it down that is our manager um she books our shows and does a lot of greatness for us also in his absence uh at world of comics on um, and uh, happy birthday to you bro i know your birthday just passed so happy birthday to you gamma uh, at world of comics and uh but yeah that's that's the Renaissance, man that's us Oh, uh Bombay real quick. Talk a
0: little bit about um, Studio 17 Television real quick. Is Henry with you? Oh, no, nah, man. He uh he I was actually just getting my batteries from. But check this out. Um friend of mine, Henry, he started something called Studio 17 TV and basically it's a it's just a mashup of different uh channels on YouTube. Yep. And it's just covering different content. So he has everything from like Let's eat to like how to do your makeup to, um, but any, yeah, to what's going on in Orlando. Anyways, he chose our channel to kind of cover the nerdy side of it, which was dope. So make sure you go check out, you can find us at uh, Studio 17 TV. You yep. know, so, uh, check that out and, uh, definitely, you know, give him, show him some love, you know what I'm saying, for putting us out there because he's, a... Uh, Working on just doing more collaborations with Orlando Weekly, which is you know uh, the magazine for kind of like the art scene down here in Orlando. So it's pretty cool.
3: Nice. Well, guys, again, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And where you can find us at Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is you can find us on Twitter at hh podcast show. Also, send us your emails to hh podcast show at gmail. Dot com. And here's what I want our listeners to do. I want you to send us some questions for the Renaissance nerds. Put in the subject line, Renaissance nerds, because I want to do this again, guys, when we've got more time and we're not so rushed and we can really enjoy it and have a good time with it because, I mean, we we didn't even get the nut cracked, really. I mean, we barely skimmed the surface of what we've got to talk about. So we're definitely going to have them on again. I'd love to get your listeners' uh, questions on that. And, of course, when you're talking about a happy hour with Johnny Inducers, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag, ooh, excuse me, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces on the loose. Later.